What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I would go on Skyscanner.com and I would look up uh, where I was. You put in your destination. So let's say New Jersey or New York. And then where it says... Uh, where your departure, where you located, and then where it says destination, I would just click everywhere. So that way, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going where my pockets can afford for me to go. What's happening? No cap. We went AO, about to get a play go. Pull up to the table. Let's go. Yo, man, I- I'm pumped. You know, in these days and times, people want to learn how to travel. And why not travel and get paid to travel as far as in get paid millions of dollars to travel? Why not make six figures a month from just doing what you love to do? One of my biggest passions in life is to help you get out of debt, to help you build wealth. And one of those key ingredients of doing that is really identifying the passion, the purpose, something that you really enjoy doing. And how do we turn that into profit? And, yo, today's guest, man... She is traveling the world. She's been to 59 countries, about to, um, actually, this week. She is about to fly to her 60th country. We've seen her in Essence. We've seen her on Ebony. We've seen her on the news. She is well-known around this world for traveling and teaching us how to travel solo and how to really enjoy life while doing that, while also making a living. So I want y'all to keep it locked because today's guest is Shakima Smith, known as Keem. And uh, man, she's even known as the passport. <laughs> what? The passport? The passport abuser. The passport abuser. And so I'm excited to have her. I'm just going to call her Keem. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to call her Keem. <laughs> Welcome to the table, Keem. Uh, but before we get to this amazing uh, sister here, man, I, I want to uh, help you out. Um, one of the things that I, I've really learned during this season is that if you really want to build wealth, 
one of the key ingredients, especially for people who look like me, um, to really close that wealth gap. They say by the year 2054 that black people will have zero to negative net worth, meaning that we don't have ownership. We don't, we, we're not investing in the proper things, uh, part of it. Now, some of it is because of just, unfortunately, some bad things that have happened to certain people, and they're learning to bounce back. But a lot of that's because we're not really doing wise and making wise decisions with our money. And one of those is we don't own a home. And I want to help more people become homeowners, to actually own a home. And as I was doing my research, man, I, I, I partnered with an amazing company that I've been partnering with personally for the last four years. Um, that's Churchill Mortgage. They are dedicated to helping all people and really partnering with me, specifically in a minority community, um, helping minorities get into um, their dream home or their starter home because they want to help us close that wealth gap. So I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash Churchill. And what they're going to do is they're going to give you a certified um, pre-approval. This certified pre-approval is simply, here's the difference, pre-approval, computer, certified, their manual underwriter looked at it and looked at all your stuff and said, yo, you're 90% there on approval. We just need to make sure that the house qualifies and passes the inspection. Once we get that information, you're done. So when you go out there in the community, you have a guaranteed certified pre-approval and they're gonna put $5,000 behind you. So when you put down your earnest money, they're gonna also give you an extra $5,000 to give to the seller and say, listen, we are a guaranteed buyer. As long as everything checks up with the house, our seller is willing to put their money on top of it as well to let you know we're a guaranteed buyer. So if anything was to happen, um, and for any reason, y'all got to back out of the loan, the, the seller keeps the $5,000. And so I love what uh, Churchill is doing because here's the thing, they want to help you win. So they're going to lock in your rate for 90 days. They're going to walk you through the whole system. And I want you to give them a call today because check this out. You may not be ready to buy today, but if you may be to buy at the end of the year or next year, they're going to look at your file, tell you, hey, do this, do that, or hey, you're ready to purchase. So check out my friends over there um, at Churchill. Go to anthonyoneal.com for us at Churchill, and they will help you out. Because you know what? As you're traveling around the world, it feels good to come back home to your home. You know what I'm saying? Your home. Your home. Not a home, but your home. And you know what? Kim is traveling around the world. She, she's talking. She, she, she's talking. So I want you to hit that thumbs up button if you're enjoying today's show, um, as you're enjoying today's show. If you're listening on podcasts, hey, can you just drop a comment? Let us know you actually enjoy hearing this queen on, on the show today. Uh, but, but King, let, let's get straight into it. How many countries again have you been to? I've been to 65 countries, but only 59 of them have been solo. Okay, okay, okay. So you've been a total of 65. Mm -hmm. But 59, you have traveled the world. You've gotten on a plane. You've gotten off the plane in a <laughs> foreign country without no friends, no girlfriends, no no man, no, no family members. It's just you going to an unknown city. Yes. Why? <laughs> um, so I started my travel journey after being stranded on vacation by two friends on my birthday whoa, whoa, in whoa, Amsterdam. Whoa, whoa, Kim, Kim, whoa, whoa, whoa. You went to Amsterdam. I went to with Amsterdam. With two other people. With two other people on my birthday, uh -huh. uh, the night before my birthday. And I told a friend of mine that I thought that her boyfriend was using her. 
you know, she would buy him rims for $5,000 and, you know, and then he would break up with her. Then they would get back together. And, you know, so the cycle kept going on and on for about three years. And finally, in Amsterdam, I just said, hey, you know, I think so-and-so is using you. But, hey, it's okay. It's your vagina. You do what you want with it. I'm just telling you, you know, somebody needs to be able to tell you. So that way it's just offering you a different perspective. Right. And uh, for the rest of the night, we kind of didn't speak. And the next morning when I woke up, I just thought that they were downstairs having breakfast. Yeah. And I called the friend who wasn't upset with me. And I said, hey, where are you guys? And she said, oh, we left because so-and-so told me after what you said about her boyfriend that you said something about my kids. So we just decided to just leave. So I'm waking up on the morning of my birthday alone in a hotel in Amsterdam crying my eyes out. Whoa, 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 whoa. They left the country or they just went to another hotel? Um, they went to another hotel. Are you serious? And you are by yourself? I'm by myself in a foreign country. It's my birthday. I cried my eyes out. I called my mother. And um, I got on the next flight home because I had never traveled before by myself. So I didn't know what to do. Or I was afraid I would get lost. Or, you know, people say, I saw the movie Taken and I got scared. <laughs> so <laughs> I went home. And I, I decided, like, you know what? I still want to travel the world. I don't want anybody to cut my music off that's inside of me. Ooh. So... I, I was just like, you know what, let me just take some notes and think about all the things that could go wrong and how I could prepare. Wow. So I had this ugly yellow five-subject notebook, Anthony, and I took notes in this notebook for seven months, and then I took my first trip to Paris by myself. Several months later. Seven months later. <sighs> I just got to ask this question, and I don't want no names, but did you, did you and those two friends make things right or did y'all just go your separate ways and, and y'all no longer talk um i'm i'm a taurus so okay. i'm very prideful right. the minute that they said we got our own hotel i immediately blocked them on social and blocked their cell phone and i never spoke to them ever again after that day ever. never again. to this day i've i've never stayed or they remained blocked on my instagram I, i've never heard from them again yo you ain't playing you did me wrong, I just can't go back. I mean, you leave somebody in a foreign country without Absolutely. a Dear yeah. John letter, a note while they're sleeping, anything. It's kind of like, well, you didn't care if I really, if I was safe, live or die. You kind of just left me for dead. I, so I always tell people, I did not choose solo travel. Solo travel chose me. Wow. <laughs> so here, here's a good question, too. Do you regret telling your friend your true opinion at that time? If you can go back, would you change what you did? It's a good question. You ain't know I was gonna ask you that. Uh huh. <laughs> it's so it's a wonderful question. And honestly, Anthony, there are ten thousand men and women that I've been able to help them ace their solo travel journey off of one tragedy. Mm. So I wouldn't change it. You wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change it. <laughs> she Thank wouldn't you. change it, Alex. Thank you for leaving me stranded. Dang. 10,000 other men and women would say thank you to them. So. And when you say 10,000 other men and women, you're talking about throughout you have a program to where you teach people how to travel the world, and you've had 10,000 people go through your program. Yes. Give me one testimony about uh, what you've learned within your organization. What is one testimony that has come from those 10,000 people? 
a lot of women just say, hey, I've been able to find myself. This is a piece of my independence that no one can take from me. It's really astounding who you are on the other side of your fear, whether you're a man or a woman. You know, I always tell people, if you were meant to stay in one place, you'd be a tree. You would not have arms and legs and the will to be able to change your destiny. There are so many organisms, whether you're a fly, a a zebra in Zimbabwe, or a human, but only humans have the ability to alter their destiny by their thought and then, you know, combine that with action. Wow, man. Come on, Kim. Come on, Kim. Let them know. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Real quick. Um, I want to know. I want to know a little bit more about you personally. Um, before we really even dive deeper into how do we travel without breaking the bank, right? Um, recently, you just—well, not recently—you're engaged to a great man. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> because I, here, here, here's my here's my problem. And I'm, I'm gonna keep it a butt with you. Yeah. I couldn't be engaged to you. Why? Because you travel too much. You okay. and, and you out of the country. You know what I'm saying? And so you have a real good man. <laughs> bruh, bruh, you a real one, son. Because it's like, <laughs> when you travel, you're not just going for a weekend. You're going for a month, two months at a time. So tell me about how did you meet this great brother? Because, like, I, w- I-, I would be scared. You'd be scared. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because the, the protector in me, mm-hmm. which I know brother man is, he's a, I got he gotta be a praying man. He gotta be like, yo, babe, you you good? Baby, you good? Hey, dude. <laughs> he gotta have a fat emergency fund to where if he needs to jump on the flight to get to you, right? And I'm like, like, like when, when I was doing more research on you, when I found out you was engaged to this great guy, I was like, yo, bro, how in the world did you like next time you come on the show, we need to bring him. I wanna bring him. I bring him. I wanna <laughs> bring him because I'm like, so how, how did it happen? But it's like, man, tell us about your personal life. How how is it? dating, being engaged, and you are on the road two months at a time, three months at a time. And how how is that working in your love life? So just to give a little bit of background about me, um, I worked at a job for 15 years. I'm one of six kids. I'm from East Orange, New Jersey, so I'm from the ghetto. Okay. We got one pair of sneakers a year when I was a little girl, you know, like, so that's just what it was. And my mother, when I was in the fourth grade, I was in uh, my teacher. Her name was Miss Jones. Mm -hmm. My mother bought me a globe. And she said, I can't afford to take you to any of these places, but I see something in you. And I want you to do a book report with me about all these different places. And one day you'll go. The world is big. So even though we couldn't really do anything, my mom was still very much aware that, hey, there's this broader view out there. There's there's this whole world, and you actually deserve it as a little black girl, sharing a twin-size bed with my sister Beto and my sister Muzzy. Hey, (laughs) y'all. So um, grew up like that. My parents, I'm I'm my mother's firstborn child, but my father had other kids, but all of us lived together in one house, a two-bedroom house. Wow. And um, I was the first one in my family to go to college. I would come home on the weekends, and my parents' lights would be out. And they were like, we didn't want you to come home this weekend because we didn't want you to know that we don't have no electricity. We're eating chicken 
several different type of ways because this is the this is all we can afford. Mm -hmm. So there was so much sacrifice that my family made just so that way I can be the first. Mm. So whenever people consider undertaking anything, whether it's solo travel or becoming debt-free or going after a goal, just remember that you might be the first through the door, but that's a beautiful thing. Keep the door open and it, there'll be other people coming behind you. Ooh. You should not be the last person through that door. You teach so it. the first, being the first of anything is always going to be scary to you, right? There's yeah. a lot of pressure. So there was a lot of pressure for me to be successful by my parents' terms because I was the first to do it and the, the price of sacrifice was too great. And you got to think, when the lights is out, my sisters and brothers, the lights is out for them too. So it's it's a lot weighing on me every mm. day. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um, I got the bachelor's degree and uh, my mom said, come back home. I want you to stay in this house, in that same twin bed, until you're able to save up enough money to buy your first place. Wow. You're not paying anybody rent. You're going to stay, stay here, save your money, and you're going to go buy your own thing. You're not helping nobody else's credit. Did you do it? I did it. Come on! When I was 24, I bought my first condo. What? It was a little one-bedroom condo in East Orange, New Jersey. It had a doorman concierge service. And, you know, I thought that I was the, you know, sugar honey iced tea. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I said to my mom, I want a BMW. And she said, well, now that you have uh, a place that you own, right. I will permit you to get the BMW. You know, so I, I got that. Mm -hmm. And um, I told my mother when I was 30, I think I want a husband. I, I want to have a baby. Wow. And my mother said, well, make room for it. Buy another house. And I and I bought the second house. You bought the second house. I bought house. the second house, but the love never came. The love never came. I said, this man ain't been born yet, and his mama dead. He's not coming. <laughs> you know, here I am with a master's degree. At this point, I got a master's degree. Uh, my parents paid half the money towards the master's degree, so that way they could kind of take some of the debt off, off of, of me. Off of you, yeah. Um, and I had this master's degree, and here I am, just young, healthy, hot. And I'm like, yo, like, ain't no men out here. Or maybe, like, you know, so I just started traveling as a way to get my mind off of the fact that, hey, I have all these, you know, accolades, but I don't have no man. And it don't seem to be one coming, and the pool is getting smaller and smaller. And I didn't want to date outside my race. Yeah, yeah. My parents are married, black, have been married for so many years. And my daddy asking me, like, what's going on? You don't got no man, you don't got no kids. And I'm like, this is not 1985. <laughs> like, they, they texting you what you doing, and that's all they're doing. Like, oh, there's nothing else is happening. Man. So... Um, I had my master's degree, worked at my job for 15 years. So I never expected to start a company. I lived the proverbial American dream. I went on vacation two, three weeks out the year, whatever was the PTO. And that was pretty much it. That was the scope of my life. Wow. I traveled when I got the time off of work for fun. Yeah. That was it. That was so fun. that's like my personal story. story. Um, and then you meet this, this, this brother. Well, actually... I quit my job. Okay. I just didn't feel like my light was shining, and every day I woke up and I felt like I wasn't living in my purpose, but I was just living to do the things that everybody else is taught to do um, by just being a follower. People get up in the morning, and they don't even know why they're going to work. Mm. They say, oh, everybody has to go to work. Mm. I didn't really want to be the 1%, and I knew, I mean, you know, that, that, that 99%. Yeah. I just didn't feel like I was meant to live a mediocre life. And you're not, though. Yeah. You're not. I mean, you've, you've built an establishment off of a tragedy. You, yeah. you, you, you turned, I hear it in my head, like I, you turned your tragedy 
almost into like a trophy. It's like I you have the plaque of the tragedy because now the trophy represents freedom. It represents $200,000 plus a month. It represents you serving 10,000 people and helping them change their life. Like it's like every day you wake up, you're looking at the the ROI on the experience and I think and I think, you know, people don't know how to turn their story into something that is impactful. And you just I think some people like that who would have went through what you went through would have never traveled again out of the country with anyone. Like they would have been scared to go out. He was like, nah, because because I learned something being by myself and then traveling back by myself. Let me embrace this, learn it, enjoy it, teach it. And like you've taken it to the point to where like you, you've built a machine that makes you a million dollars in a year. <laughs> like, I don't think <laughs> you travel and you make $1.3 million a year. What do you and your fiance now talk about? Like, how does he feel about you traveling out of the country? Because you're about to leave. Where are you going this time? I will be leaving on Monday for Kuwait. For Kuwait. And Country then... 60 solo. For how long? How long how long you gonna go there? I'll be in Kuwait for five days. Okay. From there I fly to Saudi Arabia. Okay. I'll be there solo for three days and then my friends will join me on the back end because they wanted to go to Saudi Arabia. They to go to Saudi. Um and then from there I'll be flying to Tunisia solo. And how long will we be in Tunisia? Just four days. And how does he feel knowing that's about three weeks you'll be going? Yes. How does he, as a man who loves you dearly, because that mm -hmm. ring is fat, bruh, bruh. <laughs> You did that thing, bro. Um, um, how does he feel? Like, what is the conversation when you're leaving? Like, do y'all have a conversation? Like, all right, here's this, here's that. Like, how do you all maintain y'all's love life and and the romance uh, without explaining too much of y'all's personal life? But how do y'all maintain <laughs> that traveling so much? I honestly got really lucky. Like, they say that when you're not looking for something and you don't have that resistance to it, mm -hmm. It just comes. Wow. So, um, like I said, I moved to Antigua. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I told you that, but I, I yeah. moved to Antigua, Barbuda in August of 2020. You still live there now? I still live in Antigua. Wow. And um, my mom said, hey, is there this guy I want to introduce you to? I ended up meeting the guy. And I said, you know, I live in Antigua, so you don't, you know, I'm just meeting up with you for kicks and giggles. Right. And we continued to talk on the phone, and he came to visit me a few times in Antigua, and then it just happened. Um, he proposed within six weeks. Six weeks? He proposed within six weeks, and he said, listen, um, my company, all the things that I need with my company, I'll make sure that I can try my best to automate things, and then I'll just relocate to Antigua with you. From New Jersey. Wait, Broadman is an entrepreneur? Yes, he is. <laughs> and Broadman is going to move to Antigua with you? He already did it. He already did it? It's already done. <laughs> You's a good man, bro. It, <laughs> this is a good man. He, he moved his life. Yeah. And adjusted to you. In a whole nother country. In a whole nother, that he's, has he, has he ever been to the country? Before me, no. He hadn't heard of Antigua before. 
He came down to visit. He liked it. Do you still want kids? I do. So here's the thing. I feel like I want kids because I want that legacy. You know, I want to be able to pass that on. But another part of me also kind of feels like, hey, I really enjoy my independence. And I don't live off of what other people's expectations are of me. I can redefine things and say, hey, actually, you know what? I don't care about the white picket fence and all the degrees because that doesn't fill me up at night. And I don't feel alive. So a part of me does feel like I want to be a mother. And then there's this other part of me that's like, gosh, this lifetime is so good. I think in the next lifetime you might have to catch me. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so either way, so, so either way. But, um, when, when Mario proposed, I said, you know, I'm never going to live in the United States again. Are you okay with that? I'm not walking to the su- I'm not going to the supermarket. I'm not going for a run. I'm not laying in my house unarmed and constantly in fear. Mm. I don't want to live like that. Now, when you say in fear, break it down. You didn't, you didn't tell me about this. When you said, what are you in fear of living in the United States of America? Just being in my own skin and being black and somebody having a problem with that on any given Tuesday. Damn. My nephew is 16 years old, and I have to have conversations with him like, hey, you're 6'2", and maybe if you elevate your voice to a white child in your school, someone may feel that you're being too aggressive. If you walk down the street and, you know, you got a hoodie and some candy in your hand, somebody might feel like you're doing something wrong. And so... I explained to my mother that I actually needed to exit the United States to extend my life. Mm. So when he and I met, I was like, listen, I quit my job. I moved out of the U.S. I'm on this trajectory where I'm okay with being single for forever because my life is so fulfilled. My destiny, my happiness is not tied to anyone else. And when I didn't accept that, I was miserable. Why is everybody else getting married but me? Why everybody else got kids but me? And the minute that I said, you know what, this is my life, let's have a good time, everything else started to happen for me. So once this man came into the picture, I'm like, you know what, this is how I've been living. And at this point, you can either accept or not, and we can still be friends. So I let him know I'm never living in the U.S. again, never. I will never live in the U.S. ever again. And he said, okay. Um, And I said, I don't want to be the girl that found her purpose and found herself through all these years of solo travel. And as soon as a man walks in the door, I forget everything. I don't want to be, I don't want to lose myself ever again. This is a part of me that I'm not willing to relinquish. And he said, you know what? Every morning you get up, And so many men and women are saying how you've changed their lives in this Facebook group and all these other. I am happy to just have front row seats to all that you're able to accomplish. Continue to live out your purpose. I'll just sit here and I'll watch and cheer you on. So I got really lucky that I actually met someone who wasn't trying to take me out of my greatness or dim my light or minimize what I was doing. He saw all these people, you know, he read the magazine's article, Forbes. He saw all that I was doing, and he was like, you know what? Don't change it. I just want to be here with you. Mm. And I had never met any 
man that was that selfless to say mm. my ego dies because I love this woman and she has a greater purpose. Mm. So most of us don't actually know our purpose. Like some of us get up in the morning and we're like, what am I meant to do and why am I here? Mm. But when I get a picture from a woman who's solo traveling and she's at the Eiffel Tower because she took my course, that's why I'm up. You know, when I meet women who have kids and they send me pictures of them and their kids in Australia and they're like, yeah, we saved up enough money and we did this and now my kids want to go to London next year. But they wouldn't be thinking this way had I not exposed them to this. So now the trajectory of their kids and their standard of living is now different. So I got so fortunate that I was vibrating at a point where whatever I attracted was actually in alignment with who I was. So... It just so happened to be him. You know, Kimmy, this is not the first time I've heard someone say this about not living in the United States. My content um, director, she lives in Spain. Mm -hmm. She used to live actually in Jersey as well. And um, she told me she would never live in the United States again. She said, because I do not want to be fearful that because of the skin of my color, uh, the skin of my color, the color <laughs> of my skin, I'm looked upon, I'm looked down on, I'm, I'm whatever that is, and I'm like, the fact that we as in black people have to think like that, that bothers me, and I'm not even mad at y'all, and and it's yeah. sad. And you and Danny, she's watching it, she's watching the show now. She 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 loves it. Um, one of my, I, I love her. Like, I, I love her, and I said, yo, you don't want to come back and just work here full-time? She says, no, she says, I'll work for you full-time right over here in Spain. And she was like, because I feel, she said, it's not 100% perfect, but I feel safer. And I'm like, wow. So I, it just bothers me that we as, we in the black culture have to do it, and we have to think about that. But, you know, let, let's talk about how, how do we get this bag? Um, and how do, we, how do we travel without breaking the bank? Uh, and before we go there, y'all, she's about to drop some 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 dope tips and 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 advice and wisdom and knowledge on how do we travel uh, without breaking the bag. How she's been able to do it and not break the bag, but also build the bag. Um, and one of those things to do that, y'all, you got to have a savings account. You need to be saving up so you can go on these trips. You're, you're not racking up a bunch of debt. You know what I'm saying? You, you're not getting yourself in financial trouble. And my friends over at Prize Pool can help you save for these trips. I want you to go to anthonyoneal.com forward slash savings. That's anthonyoneal.com forward slash savings. Open up a, a savings account and check this out. Because you are a part of my organization, uh, Prize Pool has this philosophy of they do drawings. And so they're going to give you one ticket for every $1 you save every single day. And for my family, if you open up an account with $300 or more, they're going to give you an extra 10,000 tickets to go towards your drawing because throughout the month, they're giving away a $5,000 bonus, $25,000 bonus. This, how would they feel to be generous? They're just giving you money for saving your money. This is where I park my emergency fund. This is where I also park my dating fund uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm waiting find the one and so when I find the one we can have some good dates and, and, and enjoy life then I'll also part my uh, just my life savings like if anytime I find something I want to invest in or buy um, I pull to that account so go to anthonyo.com for staff savings they're gonna give you some some extra points to go towards the drawing they have high yielded in returns but really we're talking about traveling 
And I believe that some of you all, including myself, are going to be traveling a whole lot more after watching today's show. And so let's make sure that we bring as much cash to this process as possible. And so um, how? How do we ace our first solo trip? Like what? what's the best city or what's the best country to go to that's easy, that's affordable, that's not too expensive to really start this journey? And then also want you to talk about how do we do that, but then also how are you capturing it? You know what I'm saying? Like, were you bringing big cameras? Like, what? Like, how did you turn and travel without breaking a budget? But then how did you turn that into profit as far as in capturing the content? Right. So, really good question. So, I started traveling on a budget. I was still working my 9 to 5 then. Okay. So, I'm on a fixed income. I'm the everyday girl paying her student loans. You know, I'm doing all that. So, what I started doing was I would go on Skyscanner. And I would look up flights under $100. So I wouldn't be concerned about the destination. I wasn't chasing a destination. I was more so looking where the deals were. So I would go on Skyscanner.com, and I would look up uh, where I was. You put in your destination. So let's say New Jersey or New York. And then where it says uh, where your departure, where you located. Mm. And then where it says destination, I would just click everywhere. So that way... I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going where my pockets can afford for me to go. You were skyscanner.com. We're going to put that in in the show notes so y'all can you know have that. But you're telling me that from from where you were, your destination, your departure, your departure, mm-hmm. you would just type in uh, I'm departing say for an example New Jersey mm-hmm. where you were and I have 100 bucks to spend. And I want to go somewhere. So skyscanner, you tell me where can I go for $100? And they will have out of like countries for a hundred dollars, and it gets better. On Skyscanner.com, uh-huh. you put in your departure city and your destination. Just leave it blank and right-click everywhere, and then where it says date, select cheapest month. So that way, you're asking Skyscanner. Skyscanner is essentially an oracle because you're saying, "Hey, Skyscanner, tell me everywhere in the world I can go from New Jersey, and what's the cheapest month to get there?" Are you serious? So you're going into, and I love this because she's talking about a budget. Uh, so you're saying, hey, here's my budget. Mm-hmm. Skyscanner, you tell me when I can go, where I can go, when I can go within this budget. Yeah. And then once you get that date, if they're working a nine to five, then you already know, okay, cool. November, I can go to this particular destination. I'm going to put in time off for that month now. Exactly. So, essentially, if you went on Skyscanner.com and you put in from Houston to everywhere and the cheapest month, it's going to give you all 195 countries plus the territories and what's the cheapest month to get there from where you are right now. So, if you if you look at six different countries or 12 different countries and you're like, okay, Spain, this is the cheapest month to get there. Um, Bermuda, this is the cheapest month to get there. So, every month you have a trip to look forward to. You get what I'm saying? A lot of my friends were had kids. And I was the only one that didn't have no man and didn't have no kids. So it's like I got the money every weekend or every once a month. I should be on somebody's island with a drink in my hand. And you got to think about it. You're not going to exhaust your PTO because that's another thing. Remember, I had a day job, a master's degree at my job for 15 years. So my little trick was every month there's typically a holiday. January, we get off MLK. February, President's Day, Lincoln's Day. Uh, April, Good Friday. Um, May is Memorial Day. So what I would do was I would take the day before 
or the day after the holiday off. So that way, if MLK is on a Monday, I got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then I'll take off on Tuesday. And then Tuesday night, I fly back. So every week, I mean, every month, month. You were going somewhere. I had a four-day weekend. For, on, on only a budget. Use, only, on a budget and only using one day of time because remember I'm doing it before the holiday or after the holiday oh so that's God. how I'm able to travel I'm not exhausting my PTO so it's not leave abuse and it's cheap and another thing that I did was at my job the first pay period of the month I would work overtime but I would put it in as time and a half no no um I would put it in as comp time so basically let's say you work overtime for the first pay period. Instead of me getting paid, Instead of me getting you paid, wanted time I, off. I, I, I put it in as comp time. So that way, I always have lots of time. And as long as you're using comp time, you never use the vacation time. So technically, you're not leave abuse because you're carrying over two years worth of vacation time because you only use your comp time. So that's how I was able to do it. And then the second two weeks of the month, that second pay period, I used time and a half for cash. So that way I had extra cash to buy the outfits to go on the trips. <laughs> this is why they call you the passport abuser. Because you, you put a strategy and system in place to where you're living within your means and your budget. You're not borrowing money. To, 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 to travel, you're like, all right, cool. How do I work the system legally, ethically, and morally? I have a nine-to-five job. Cool, great. Instead of me getting the extra money to pay taxes on, let me get that. See, I just said something. So you didn't have to pay taxes on the extra income. You just say, you know what? Don't pay me right now up front. Let me get the time off. Pay me in time. So, 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 listen to what you just said. You're traveling and still getting a paycheck. So you're not taking time off and it's costing you time. You got it within your budget. You're in a beautiful country, single, pagini, sipping a cocktail. At that time, probably looking at some, you know, uh, 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 Mexican brothers and, and sisters out there having a good time. And you're getting paid to do it because you're still getting paid from your job. And she's within her budget. Within my budget. Skyscanner. And and every, and I love how you're saying, all right, listen, be wise. We also get this time off. So let me plan trips around this time off. So as you started doing this, when did you start realizing, wait, I can make a lot of money doing this. And then as I'm as I as I make a lot of money doing, I can teach people how to do this. When did it click to you like, yo, this could be a full-time situation for me. Yeah, so uh, in 2019, um, I was in the Seychelles by myself. You okay. know, it was country 34. Okay. And um, a, a lady reached out and said, hey, I love your I love your page. I see that you solo travel. Can you teach me? Are you serious? And so many other girls have been writing comments under my page, like, how are you doing it? I'm scared I'm going to get snatched, like, you know, so much. And um, I said, okay, I'll show you. I showed her my system. She called me back three months later. She said, I just took my second solo trip out of the country. But what I didn't tell you when I purchased your course is that I work for Forbes. What? And I would like to write an article about you. And that's how I landed the Forbes article. Because you helped someone do what she wanted to do. And she did it. And then, because I read the Forbes article. 
And I was like, yo, and I forgot what you was on you was on the news. And that's where I found out about you. I saw the clip and I was like, is a black sister traveling by herself? <laughs> because most black sisters will be scared to travel by themselves. And you've traveled to 65 countries, 59 of them being solo. Yep. Mm-hmm. How did you overcome the fear? Or yeah, you gotta overcome the fear. How did you overcome the fear? Of, of traveling by yourself, it wasn't just the income that you're making, but were you ever fearful that, dang, I'm going to a country all by myself? How did you overcome that fear? So at the time, um, I had just gotten out of um, an emotionally abusive relationship. Okay. And I had also been stranded on vacation, and all of this had happened within a four-month period. So I was already emotionally very, like, low and drained. I didn't even—getting out of bed in the morning was very hard for me. Doing simple things like eating was just too hard for me. Mm. And my mother—I told my mother, like, I don't feel right. Mm. And she said, well, that's good because mm. the only place that you can go from here is up. Ooh, so get up. I like mama. And so I, like mama. I was just like, you know what? Fear isn't even the first thing on my mind because, like, what else can go wrong? And then you got to also think about it. I'm from the street. Like, I'm from East Orange. Yeah, yeah. So I, even if I'm in a foreign country by myself, I still got, you know, the blood of Jesus and I got my, my common sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. still kind of gritty in yeah, that aspect, yeah, you know? Yeah. So um, I just decided, let me do it as a social experiment. And if it doesn't work, I'll never do it again. Wow. So when I when I took that first step to finding out who I was on the other side of my fear and if I could actually go through with this, yeah, yeah. from there, the I looked up and I had a $1.3 million company, 10,000 clients, and this all started from me deciding that I was going to do one thing different that day. Say that so, one more time, you have a one point what? I, I woke up, mm-hmm. and next thing I knew, mm. I had a $1.3 million ah. company, ah. a $10,000 a, a 10, client base, Ooh. and, you know, 10x major publications. The USA yes. Today is the, the biggest publication in the world, and there I was on the cover. Yes. And to think that people were trying to put a ceiling on me. No, you think that I can't do it because you don't see yourself doing mm. it. Not necessarily that I can't do it. People were like, girl, you're going to go out there by yourself. You could get snatched. I'm like, yo, I'm from East Orange. I feel like I'm living in Chirac right now. What are you oh, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, so I guess my idea of safety was skewed a little bit because of my external environment already. So, Kim, <laughs> Kim, let's talk about that. You, you, you can't just glaze over that. I woke up one day doing and what I love to do, traveling around the world, getting over my fears. My brother-in-law was on our show a couple of weeks, and he said something that you just really sparked. Um, last week, my brother-in-law said, man, don't allow your fears uh, to prevent people from... I forgot how he said it. Do you remember how he said it, CJ? Uh, yeah, yeah, get find that quote because I want to say it the way he said it. Like it was like pretty much like don't allow your fear to prevent others. Freedom. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't allow your fears to prevent others from experiencing freedom. It's like they need like your fears. You set your fears to the side so you can teach other people how to have freedom. And 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 I'm like yo, like she woke up a year later, some change later. You got ten thousand people who are now experiencing freedom because you got over your fears. Now your fears, you getting over your fears 
helping 10,000 people travel around the world with their families, with their kids, now produces you $200,000 a month, now produces a, a million-plus company. Let's go to the basics because I want to help people get this, right? So as they learn in your course how to travel, how to get out there in the world, okay, cool, let's do that without breaking the budget, but how do they profit from it? Now, do, can you really... I know when I travel sometimes, when people find out that I'm going, they'll give me a discount or even like a free um, room, a night stay or a free upgrade to a suite because, you know, I got, a little, I got a platform, but they ain't paying me no money. But from what I hear, if you're someone like yourself, you can turn it into content for that particular organization, country um, or hotel, and they'll pay you money. Yeah. To stay there. Is that true? Yes, that's very true. What's the biggest check you've gotten? Or what's the biggest amount you've gotten to go somewhere and to just make some content around it? Uh, a tourism board paid me $10,000 uh, for four days. Um, and they told me, like, honestly, we're not so stringent upon the deliver deliverables more so than you just posting that you're here and, like, showing that stuff. So even if you don't send it to an email list, just show your audience that our country is not probably what they would expect in the news. You just said someone paid you ten thousand dollars for four days. For four, just, just to come stay somewhere for four stay days. Stay at the hotel for four days. And all you had to do was just generate maybe like an Instagram post, Instagram something, and just talk about Three it. Three stories a day. Three. St wait, wait, wait. Just stories. Three stories a day. Not, not on your feed. They wanted me to do the feed, but they were so lax when I got there. They were like, hey, you know, if you don't do it, that's fine. We just want them to see everything every day as you're walking around, even if you don't post, if they could just see how it is to be here. And do you teach, do you teach your people how to start that conversation and how to get paid inside this course that, that, that you have right now? So actually, I have two courses. I have okay. a course that teaches people how to solo travel the world, how to master doing that confidently, okay. safely, and without draining their bank account. Okay. But for the people who actually want to become content creators, okay. I have an entirely different course that shows them how to monetize their platform, how to get the following, how to yeah. build that email list, yeah. um, how to get social proof, all that other stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. Listen. Listen, man. Y'all need to get this. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because the traveling part is just absolutely, this is brilliant. So what did you start with? I mean, did you have, did you, do you fly with a lot of equipment? Do you, I mean, how do you capture the content on the road like that as much as you travel? Because you're producing content. So what, what, I mean, you know, we got, you know, 6K uh, black magics in here, and I just don't <laughs> see you carrying around a 6K. So what, what, how are you capturing the content and then turning it around? Like, do you do all your editing as well? Uh, I do. So um, my mother has this joke. I don't want to be offensive, but okay. you know how they say, like, oh, ingenuity. Uh -huh. My mom always says, like, black people are so respectful resourceful is nigganuity. Like, you know, that's what my mom said. I ain't mad at mama. <laughs> mama, I ain't mad at you. So, you know what um, I'm saying? So I'm used to doing the most with the least. You know, again, six, five siblings, you right. know. So what I did was um, I would get on Airbnb.com. Okay. And instead of selecting stays, I would select a tab that says experiences. And then I would put in the city and country and I would find a photographer, a cooking class, a wine tasting, 
all that stuff. So that way I would have content moving around. I would also be able to have a local guide me so I had the perspective. What? I would have a photographer. I wouldn't, I don't, I literally have been traveling since 2017. I just brought a camera last month from Target. I didn't even know Airbnb has that option on there to where you can go to Airbnb and click on experiences. And you can get a photographer. You can do, uh, you can bake uh, croissants with the chef in Paris. Or when I was in Johannesburg, I went on Airbnb experiences. I booked a class to teach me Zulu, how to speak Zulu. Um, in Colombia, I got on Airbnb experiences. I took a head wrapping class. So literally when I'm traveling the world and I'm getting this content, um, it's not really that hard if you're open-minded and you're very and you're very resourceful. Alex, CJ, don't get no ideas. Oh no, I, I got some ideas. <laughs> I got some ideas. I never knew that Airbnb gives you that because even when I go to different countries, I'd be like, "Yo, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna take a cooking class," and it's just hard to find it. But you tell me I can go to Airbnb.com and, and get it. Yep. Airbnb, y'all gonna owe me something for this because y'all experiences just went up. I, I expect the check soon. <laughs> I don't. <sighs> Okay, so you just bought a camera last month. But so while you were while you were traveling up before then, you would just hire someone locally. To, locally, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm thinking out of the country, they're not that expensive, you know what I'm saying? So you'll get all the raw footage, and then you will come back home and you'll just edit up the content yourself. Honestly, I'm I'm very uh, bare bones. Okay. So once they when I get the content, I'll say, hey, can you Bluetooth it? from your camera to my cell phone. Yeah. And then I just clip it and do it from my cell phone and I just post the reel. Like the thing is, again, when I was solo traveling the world, I never expected to start a company. It was just that so many women were like, hey, I see you traveling, how are you doing this? And I just so happened to have someone purchase a course that had connections and it made an impact. I had another company reach out to me last week and they actually acquired, um, almost a hundred million dollars. So they, they're mm. very big company. And a, a lady from the marketing company sent me an email last Thursday and said, hey, I actually bought your course, but I work for X company in their marketing department. Can you work with us? I had another girl reach out to me literally last night and say, hey, I'm with this clothing brand. I follow you and I love everything you're doing. Can we just work with you? So it's it's it all kind of started with telling your story so if you're a black woman just like me the everyday black woman that's very educated and you know that you're you have this purpose and you don't feel fulfilled just by telling your story and helping somebody with something that they need help with can turn into millions of dollars for yourself oh my gosh ah man well we we're, we're coming to the end of the show and and I I'm just sitting here like, this is amazing. You know, this queen, black queen, smart, educated queen, is making seven figures a year, living in, where again? Antigua. 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 Where is that? Where is it? It's, um, it's in the Caribbean, so we are, like, right next to Barbados. Is that Antigua Bay? Antigua Bay. It's I... Antigua and Barbuda. It, we're yes. a twin country. Yes, we're a sister. Yes. We have sister. Black people there? Uh, so I am the my I am the majority. You are country. the majority. I am the majority. Everybody there looks like me. So uh, I need to go. Yeah. Any 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 like single ladies over there? The it's lots of single ladies. It's uh, the country is eleven miles big and eighteen miles wide. One hospital on the island. 
You can go from one end of the country to the other in 45 minutes. They operate um, the way that my mother raised me, which is I am because we are. Ooh. You know, so my mother used to always say, because, you know, six of us, so she got to line us up to t- talk to us. Right, 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 right. And she would say, when I move my left foot, everybody in this house needs to move their left foot. And so being Americanized, I'm used to when people ask me questions that I'm very suspicious, don't give anybody information, whatever. And and in Antigua, everybody moves on one accord. So you have that village, that feeling. It's It's an amazing place. I forgot where I went. I uh, went to my boy's wedding, Keon and um, Shawnee O'Neill's wedding, and man, I forgot the name of the country. I forgot, but it was when, when we landed, just the blackness there was just so amazing. And when we went to this particular island, um, I mean, it was, I was like, wow. We literally could drive the whole island within 30 minutes. And I'm talking about maybe four lights throughout the whole island, like driving lights. But everyone there was so loving. Everyone there was so kind. I mean, even a beautiful golf course. And I'm like, yo, I could live here. Like, I really could live here. I'm sure the food was fresh. Oh, the food was fire. I'm sure it was. It was. And the water? Man, listen, me and my wife make a lot of babies on that beach. (laughs) Oh, Lord. My Lord, how can my people continue to to follow you? We're going to drop a link to her course uh, below um, because I really want y'all to learn how to travel. Um, and she has literally generated income from getting paid to travel. She's creating content as paying her to travel. And I'm just like her. You know, I'm very big, you guys, on, on making sure that we can have freedom. Oh, I'm going to ask you this question before we go. Why do you think it's important for, or do you think it's important for for people to own their own business, to to have the freedom to do life the way they want to do? Do you think it's important? And if so, why? I could go on about why it's important to have your own business. So the thing is, when you have, and and again, I had to learn all these things through proximity because my parents could only take me but so far based on what they knew already. So one of the things that I've learned is when you have an LLC or an S Corp or a C Corp, there are certain things that are tax deductible that under normal circumstances would not be tax deductible at all. Mm -hmm. When I didn't have an LLC, I couldn't go on a trip and write off my meals and write off the flight and the girl who did my hair or the, the 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 makeup artist or the cooking class that I purchased none of that stuff was tax deductible when I didn't even have a formation of an LLC mm. so you know for all the people out there listening definitely you want to format like you want to create an LLC mm-hmm. or a you know an S corp just yeah. base um, so that way some of the things that you wouldn't normally be able to right expense you can so I work uh, from my living room. Mm-hmm. And when you have an LLC and you work from your living room, well, guess what? The internet in your house is now tax yes. deductible. Yeah. The square footage of your living room, they're going to take that and they're going to say this is considered a home office. Yep. And all the, the flights that you took, uh, even right. if they were under $100 or if they were over $100, you can still expense that. That's super important. <sighs> man, listen, man. She's talking my language. She she talking my language. She is talking my language. And I know that you... Uh, you know, it's very important for you, for, you know, us yeah. as a culture to have that financial 
independence. And when you have a trust, you can actually take your house and put that in a trust. Nobody can take the house from you. Talk you get good. what I'm saying? Like these irrevocable trusts, like you, you can't lose it in a divorce or nobody can sue you. So it's just certain things that I feel like the more that we all kind of come together and, you know, we're still relatable and humble people. I'm still the same girl, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. The more that we share this information, I think the more that we can actually ascend, mm -hmm. you know, together. So it's definitely important to have your own business. We're going to end the show right there. We're going to put all her information in the show notes. Um, I want y'all to um, get connected with to follow her journey, man. She's, uh, we don't know what country she's going to after this one she's about to go to right now. Um, um, I, I'm just amazed about her. I mean, I literally saw the news clip that she did, and then I saw um, another article read up on it, and then started doing some more research. And I just respectfully, you know, slid in her DMs from a respectful way and said, yo, <laughs> love what you're doing, love what you're about, congrats on your engagement, um, but my people need your message because the rising entrepreneur in today's day and time is a black single woman. And I want to continue celebrating those single ladies who are doing something with their life, not waiting on a man, still desires a man, but they're still building something. They're still building a legacy. They're still building wealth. They're still paying off that. They're doing some great things. And when I saw this, I'm like, dang, on. She's following her passion. She's following what she loves. And she's turned it into a seven-figure business, a six-figure-a-month business. Um, and found the love of her life and 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 still doing what she wants to do. And that's a good man. That's that is a I, I can't even hate on a brother. I couldn't do it because I'd be like, baby girl, no, I can't sleep knowing that you on the plane and you out there in that country. But 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 that's solid that she found someone. Watch this. There's somebody for everybody. And she found her somebody. And they're doing life together, you know, and I, I just I just I just love that. So she's making that bag. She got her man. She has a beautiful life. And she's living her life. And you can too. So listen, we'll drop her information in the show notes. Um, and I'll see you on the next show. Peace out. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hero.co 